You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. On days like today, all of us have really like various thoughts and, and memories when it comes to fathers or other men that we've known. Some of us, for some of us, they're, they're really good experiences. They're really great, fond memories that we have, or even right now, really great relationships that we enjoy with other men. And for others, the reality is they're actually not so good, not so good at all. And sometimes, I'm sure many of you would agree with this, because of our personal experiences, when we even hear the word father, or we hear God described as a father, we can feel a little bit, little bit icky or a little bit uneasy. Or like one of Anna's um, little books says, what does it say? Feel all, um, my tummy feels all flippy inside. Maybe that is your experience when you hear the word father. We can think to ourselves, okay, so God's a father, but but is he a good father? What kind of father is he actually like? Is he the kind of father that I'd actually want to draw near to and that I'd want to actually come to a place where I'd want to actually even know him? Is he that kind of father or do I actually want to keep clear, well clear of him? Well, today what we're going to do is we're actually going to explore and really dig into the psalm that I shared at the very start of today's service, that's Psalm 103, verses 8 to 13. And we're going to discover afresh, or perhaps if we're yet to encounter the love of God and if we're yet to come to a place where we'd say we actually have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe we will actually discover this to be true for the very first time. Maybe today is the day that you will discover what God the Father is actually like. So how about we pray as we explore this psalm together and learn more about God and his Father's heart for you and for me. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you have made yourself known through your word and we can look to your word and we can be sure that your word is an accurate descriptor of who you are, your character, your priorities, your heart for the world, and your heart also for people everywhere. So God, we pray today that as we open up this psalm, as we look to your word, as we open our hearts to Holy Spirit to come and actually speak to us through your word, we pray, God, that we would encounter to a deeper level a greater appreciation, but not only that, a greater experience, Lord, of the Father's heart, the Father's love for us. So we pray this, God, today, and I pray, Lord, that you would guide me in everything that I say so that it hits home what you want to hit home in the hearts of people this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn and read the psalm together now. Psalm 103, 8 to 12. 
The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. That description there sounds like a pretty decent kind of father, doesn't it? Let's break it down. Let's take some time now to draw out some key lessons, some key aspects, I guess, of God's heart and his character to help us better understand the kind of father that he is. So here's the first I want to share today. God the Father is compassionate. Verses 8 and 13 paint a beautiful picture of God's compassion. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. And then verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. You know, we know that compassion is a truly beautiful thing, isn't it? Maybe you can think of an example of compassion in a Netflix series that you've been binge-watching, or probably by now you've watched quite a few Netflix series, maybe even watched them a couple of times through, I don't know. But maybe you can think of a key storyline or a plot where one character shows incredible compassion to someone else, and it's just such a, such a beautiful and rich thing. And as we sang this morning, compassion is something that we all need. We all need it. We all benefit from others showing us compassion greatly. And that is on a human level, absolutely, for sure. We need compassion, but we also need compassion on a spiritual level from God himself. Because if you're anything like me, you probably regularly do and say things that you reflect on and you actually regret doing or saying. You hurt people that you love, either intentionally, if we're honest, and we can be honest because we're in church, or maybe just unintentionally as well. We do the kind of things that actually hurt people. And in those times, we need or we ideally want to be shown compassion from others, don't we? Here's a really beautiful image to illustrate what God the Father's heart is right here. Like a father who shows compassion to his children, so God shows compassion to those who fear him. Now, some of us hear that word fear and we go, whoa, you had me there at compassion, but I am not going near now that you're mentioning fear. I've, I've known men over the years and I've had experiences with men where I very much feared them, and that hasn't been a good thing, Joel. So compassion, yes, but fear, no, you've lost me now. I can't see how God could be good if you have to fear him. Now, here's something that is really important for all of us. When we read Scripture, which are ancient texts, they're not modern-day texts. We've got to 
actually go back and go, what, what does that word actually mean? We kind of read fear and we immediately think, like, you should fear the coronavirus or you should fear a um, Marvel supervillain or something like that. But that's not what this word fear actually means. The word fear here means something completely different. It means to revere, to honour or respect. It's not describing an unhealthy fear or apprehension, but actually a healthy reverence, like, like an awe. We're to fear the Lord. We're to, to respect and be in awe of how good and how compassionate He truly is. Because God the Father shows compassion. He shows concern. He is kind, He is caring, and He is gracious towards anyone who reveres and respects Him. That's what it's saying through this passage. I love how the Apostle Paul describes God's heart of compassion in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and verse 4a. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. That's a pretty encouraging passage of Scripture, isn't it? Maybe for some of us going through this sixth lockdown, maybe that is encouraging for you to hear. You know, God the Father welcomes us to approach Him like a child when we're hurt or suffering with respect for who He is. And what does He say He will do? He will comfort us. If that's how we approach Him, He will show Himself. He will presence Himself with us and comfort us as we suffer. That's the kind of Father that God is. He's always waiting for us to approach Him, and He has arms that are open like this. He's waiting for us to simply come to Him, ready to receive anyone into His care for the very first time. Maybe you're seeking today. Maybe this idea of, of a compassionate and a loving God is something that really resonates within your heart. And you don't know why, but you just kind of go, well, yeah, I kind of I need that. I want to experience that compassion. No, today, if you call upon his name today, you will be saved. He will show himself to you. He will welcome you into his family with open arms. Or if you've been a Christian for a very long time, this is something that you can receive yet again for the whatever hundredth of thousandth time that it is. That's the kind of compassionate Father God is. So we see in this psalm that, that God the Father is compassionate. And here's the second thing. God the Father is patient. Psalm 103.8b and 103.10 says, The Lord is slow to anger. And verse 10, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. This trait of God is obviously linked with his compassion, with the compassion that he has for us. God is this perfect father who doesn't get easily angered even when, even when we as human beings who suffer from the deadly disease called sin, we all suffer from it. We're all, we're all kind of affected by it. No one is immune from sin as 
Tim shared for communion just before, as all of us who are suffering from this disease called sin continue to walk away from him, continue to stand in, in proud defiance against him at times and walk away as rebels. You know, as a father myself, I, I love my children, but there are many times, there are many times when I find myself having my buttons pushed. Does anyone, anyone who's a dad or, or a mom or maybe even a grandma or a grandpa, you could relate to this or an auntie or uncle, it doesn't matter. If you interact with kids, you can probably relate to this. Kids have just this incredible ability to like press your buttons. They know what gets you going and they're so good at just honing in on that button and pressing it. And for me, I guess I can find myself at times getting angry as the kids don't do the things that I ask them to do or continue to just sort of do their own thing and refuse to follow instructions. Or one thing that really gets me is when you're talking to them and then they just walk away. Oh, that gets me angry, like that little guy there. You know, this is what God has. This is what God has and continues to experience from us. Just let that sink in for a moment. That is that experience that God continues to experience and has experienced from us, from our own behavior toward Him. Time and time again, Time and time again, all of us fall short and choose to reject God. That's what sin is. Every moment where we choose to walk our own way, that's the experience that it is for God as Father. That's what sin is. But here's the great news in all of this. As Tim shared a little bit in communion, you know, God is such a good and a patient Father that He doesn't wipe us off. He doesn't allow the sin that we all struggle with to divide divide us from enjoying him. But he's made a way through Jesus for that division to be broken so that we can enjoy him and we can experience his compassion and love. And he doesn't reject us, but he actually patiently waits for us to return to him or to surrender wholeheartedly to him for the very first time. You might have heard the story of the prodigal son before. The father in the story represents God and the runaway son, the the prodigal son, represents us. In the story Jesus tells, the son disrespects his father in so many different ways. I'm not going to go into all the ways that he does, but let's just say he, he does some seriously hurtful things that would have just hit home with the father and sat in his heart and just caused him such hurt as a result of how his son treated him. And the son walks his own path. He goes, you know what? You think that's good, but I'm going to go my own way. And he takes his share of his father's inheritance with him and he chooses to walk right away from from his father. And if you think of this as the father representing God and and the son representing us or anyone who has a heart to return to the father, how does the father respond? Does he just go, no, too bad. You had your chance. 
you were in relationship with me. You can go off and feed the pigs now. That's what you've chosen. You can, you can stick with that. Good luck with that. Enjoy that. That'll go well for you. No, he doesn't do that, does he? He waits. He waits. He looks out along the path. He's just waiting and longing for his son to come and return to him. And when the son comes, what does he do? What does the father do? Does he kind of wait for his son to come and grovel, kiss his feet and plead with him, please, dad, I will do anything. Make me like one of your servants. I will, I will, I will do whatever you ask. Just take, give me a roof over my head. Even in the stable, I'll, I'll go there. Does, does he wait for that? No, not at all. He runs with open arms towards his son and embraces him in a big, big bear hug and before restoring him to a position of power and authority in his family. It's incredible. It's an incredible picture. And if you think about it, this is the kind of Father God our Almighty God is. And it's the kind of grace and the kind of compassion that he shows to anyone who would run and return to him. Irrespective of the lives we've led, irrespective of the things we've done, and hear this, friends, irrespective of the number of times that we have just outright rejected him and disregarded what we know he's actually wanted us to do and chosen to walk our own way. Irrespective of all that, that is how good our Father God is. God's heart longs for all his sons, for women, for children, for men, to come back into relationship with him. And he's made a way for that to happen. So this thought leads perfectly into the third and final thought about God's character that I'm going to share today. God, the Father, is compassionate, he's patient, and God is loving. Psalm 103, verse 11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. God the Father is, at his very core, loving. Love is what leads God the Father to show compassion, to be patient with us. At his core, at the core of his being, God the Father is loving. Apostle John in 1 John 4 verse 8b explains this truth in three simple words when he says this. God is love. God is love. That's who our almighty Father God is. God is love. And God demonstrates the depths of his love for us. As Psalm 103 and verse 12 says, by removing our transgressions from us, by completely washing us clean, by taking our transgressions, our sins, every single thing that has been offensive to God as we've chosen to walk away from him, he takes it away. And God the Father did this by sacrificing his own son 
in our rightful place. God allowed his son to die so that we don't have to and so that we might find and enjoy a relationship with him now and for all eternity in heaven in relationship with God. Think about this for a moment. Just reflect on this. Jesus is fully God. Jesus is God in human form. So it's not like Jesus was an unwilling participant sent by a vindictive father to die so that, you know, somehow all people could be reunited with him again. No, that's not what it was at all. God is, is Trinitarian, three person, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when Jesus entered earth, he was fully human and fully God. So think about this, and this, I don't know, when I reflect on this, and sometimes we don't really think about this enough, but God's, the depths of God's love for us was so deep, so deep, that God didn't throw it all on someone else. He took it all upon himself. God took it all upon himself. God chose to willingly suffer and pay the price for our sins that should have been ours to pay himself. And that, I would say, was clearly the ultimate expression of his love for us. As Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his love, own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God the Father is compassionate, God is patient, and God is loving. And because he is this way, because he is a truly good, good Father in the fullest sense of the word, he is the greatest Father we could ever possibly know. He wants nothing more than for you to know him personally. And to experience freedom in this life as an adopted child, as a beloved son or daughter in his own family. As the Apostle John says to explain it in John chapter 1, verse 12, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, the question I believe God is inviting all of us to consider this morning is this. Where am I at in my relationship with God the Father? Do I know, not just know about, but know God personally as the compassionate, patient, and loving God that he actually is? If you're listening to this today and you've never before sought out relationship with Jesus Christ, can I encourage you to choose to follow Jesus today. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Believe in him and place your faith in him. Say, I believe that you are who you say you are, Jesus. I choose to trust you. I choose to follow you. I want to be a part of your family. I open my heart for you today. If you do that today, you will Receive him 
as your Lord and you will experience even instantly as that resonates with you and as Holy Spirit comes into your heart, you will receive a revelation and experience of God as Father like you've never known before. That is a guarantee. And maybe you're listening to this and you know, you've, you've known God as Father before and you've known him for many years perhaps, but for whatever reason, you've sort of either walked away from relationship with him of late or you just kind of feel a little bit stale in your relationship with him. Well, I want to encourage you, don't, don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. Be the change that you want to see and choose to approach him today in faith afresh. Invite Holy Spirit to do the work that even you can't do yourself in and of yourself to get to a place where you can again humbly approach God with, in, in fear, with the true reverence and awe and wonder at who he is and have a fresh touch of his Father's heart for you today. The Father's heart, our Father's heart, is absolutely incredible. God the Father is compassionate, patient, and loving. And if you turn to him today, you'll discover that. You'll discover that personally. You'll discover that in deeper ways as you embrace relationship with God today and then continue to foster that relationship with him in the days and weeks and months and years and decades ahead until the very end of your time on earth when you can then go and see him face to face and be welcomed in by Jesus at the gates of heaven saying, welcome home, my beloved daughter. You've led a great life. You've loved me. You've loved others. Come and enter eternal rest. That's the kind of father that we serve. And that is the father's heart for you. Let's pray together as we close this morning. Oh, Lord, we are in awe of the Father's heart for us. We're in awe, God, of the compassion that the Father has for all those who fear him. We are in awe of how patient you are, Jesus, in not counting our sins against us, not turning away from us, but being patient and long-suffering and making a way ultimately for us to deal with the effects of our sin so that sin no longer separates us and wiping the slate clean so we can be close with you again. We thank you for that, God. We thank you, Lord, for the reality that you are a loving God. At the very core of who you are, you are loving. We thank you for the way that you ultimately showed that by choosing to suffer as God in our place to pay the price that none of us could pay to set us free. We thank you for that. And we thank you too, Father God, that you continue to lavish your love upon us as we embrace relationship with you, as we pray, as we talk with you, as we foster a depth of relationship and a day-by-day walk with you where we join you in the things that you are calling us to. Lord, we thank you that you are such a loving God to us. 
And so, Lord, we pray today, no matter where we are, whether we're seeking and we're thinking, man, I want to know a father like that. If that's you today, I pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal Jesus to you in the deepest parts of your hearts and that you would walk away from your TV or your computer screen in just a moment and your life would never be the same again. And we also pray for those who, for whatever reason, maybe have just sort of drifted from knowing you as Father or, or just a little bit, just need a, a special touch of the Father's heart this morning. Lord, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would grant that to people who are hungry to know you afresh, hungry to know you as a good, good Father this morning. We thank you, God, for your compassion, for your patience, and for your love. Your Father's heart for us is incredible. And we thank you on this earthly Father's Day that you are the greatest spiritual father that any of us could ever possibly hope for and enjoy in this life. We thank you for that, Jesus, from the bottom of our hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.